Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. Jeff Johnson coming to you from the snuggery um, along the Gulf of Mexico with me from the Australia, from the inspired EC in the Australia, Nicole Halton. How you doing, Nicole? I'm great. The, the everything. I'm, I'm the greatest. <laughs> you are, you are the greatest. That's what I, that's what I think. Um, <laughs> so, so look, listeners digging into the, digging into the, uh, the, the, the behind the scenes of this podcast like um i don't know a little over a month ago i i messaged nicole about hey what should we talk about and she sent me a topic and i'm like okay that sounds like a good topic and then we didn't end up getting to record because nicole had real life things come up and and this is just something we we all squeeze time in for and so we got we canceled and then then i messaged her um i thought hey those same topics and it's like yeah those same topics and i got thinking i feel like i talked about this before but on this podcast that at you know we're coming up on 1050 episodes I feel like I've talked about everything before. And then I looked and we 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 did do this topic before, but it's a it was a little bit over 200 episodes ago. So I, I feel we can we can revisit it. We're talking about kids' art and displaying it and what to do with it. Um it the the original was episode 830 something. I closed the tab so I can't tell you the exact episode. But listeners, if you go back and listen to that episode and then listen to this episode, um, tell us if there are any differences, if our thinking has changed, oh, or if we're saying if we're saying the exact same things as we said last <laughs> time. Um, I hope that's not true. So Nicole, where should we dump, jump into this one? Yeah, well, first off, the acknowledgement. I think we should acknowledge. But my memory is absolute rubbish. I th- I feel like this has happened a couple of times now. Where I'm like, I think this would be good, and then it's like, yeah, no, we did that. Like, oh, we did too. Uh, uh, along those lines, the last time we were together, I I went through my recent tea mishaps, and uh, you told me that I was. You confirmed that I was getting senile. <laughs> Um, I might not be far behind. So you're you're gonna join me. That that it'll be nice. We can both have tea and yeah. sit there in the in the home. That'll be yeah. That'll be that delightful. Nice. Um. So kids' art. What do we do with it? Uh, well, lots of things. I'm trying to think about the things I said last time and not saying the same things this time. Um. Oh, I have no issues with displaying children's art but I think we need to include children in the displaying of their art and be mindful about how we display it and, you know, not just tacking something up on the wall, but actually be thoughtful about how we choose to display children's artwork if they want it displayed. There's my start. 
So I, I think this goes back to a lot of stuff we talk about on this show is we want to create environments where kids are able to act with agency and autonomy um, yes. when it comes to what they create instead of instead of uh, cookie cutter pre-programmed uh, craftivities. We want them to be creating um, their their own stuff with these interesting materials we provided for them um, mm -hmm. when they're interested in going and being creative. Because, you know, hey, listeners, here's one thing about kids. Not all of them want to use the scissors and glue at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so having an environment where the art kids can art and the block kids can block and the run kids can run and the book kids can book and the climb kids can climb all at the same time provides for lots of autonomy and, um, and agency. Um, I'd like then, opportunities to book more often. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I like a good, I like a good book opportunity. Um, and, and so after those creative kids have done their creative thing um, with the glue and the tape and the hot glue gun, whatever else you've got, the googly eyes, whatever else you've got out for them. Um, what happens to that thing should also provide the opportunities for that autonomy and agency. Um, so let's, let's go through that process. So a kid finishes a, a project, whether it's one dimensional, just on a piece of paper or whether it's a three dimensional thing, what, what happens next? It's gotta be, and look, it depends on the age of the child, obviously, you know, you're working with smaller humans they're less able to perhaps verbalize what they want to do with the thing but for me it's about setting up like a, a culture or an expectation that becomes just natural to children so whether that's we used to have um when I was working in a preschool room we used to have a wall with like clipboards on the wall and the children knew they could go up and they could clip something onto the clipboard and it was instantly on display if they wanted to take it off the clipboard, they could take it off the clipboard. They could go and put it in their bag. If they wanted to, you know, if if all the clipboards were full, they could come and say, I want to put up my artwork, but there's no room in the art gallery, you know, because that's what we called it, the art gallery. And we had probably maybe like 10 clipboards or something up on the wall. And it was rare that they were all full, but sometimes that would happen. And so then it would be a case of going and having a look at who's got work on the clipboard. And then we might say to that child, oh, your work's been up on the clipboard for a while. Do you still want to keep it displayed or do you want to take it home or, you know, what's your plan? You know, someone else wants to display some work and we're just looking at how we can make it fit or what it becomes a conversation. Obviously, that's with your slightly older children. But for children to be able to do that sort of thing independently, to not rely on you putting something on display just gives them that power and that choice about what I choose to do with it. There is nothing worse than someone seeing you know, a child finish an artwork or whatever and be like, oh, that's amazing. Let me write your name on it and let me go and put it up on the wall. It's like, first, we write their name on it and we write it on the front and we deface their artwork. But second, it's making the assumption that you're going to want it on display. Art can be a really deeply personal thing. And I think we might have talked about this before, but, you know, I am by no means an artist, but, you know, I write. And some of my writing is really personal and I wouldn't want to share it with anybody. I don't put it online and I don't publish it and it's just my own. Other stuff that I write, I'm more than happy. You know, I put stuff on our blog all the time or I, you know, write articles or short stories and, you know, more than happy to submit them to be published because I'm like, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with how it is. I'm happy with the content. 
that's my choice. If somebody came in and, you know, took a short story off my computer and sent it somewhere to be published and I didn't know, I'd be really put out. You know, I'd feel really kind of violated. It's a very strong word. But, you know, like I'd feel like, hang on a minute, I didn't have a choice in that. So for me, I think a big part of that process, whatever the process looks like in your setting of how children get their work displayed is choice in that you know, and actually having some independence in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I mean, a lot of this comes down to the, the idea besides um, agency and autonomy, it comes down to consent. And yes. so a child finishes a project. I am done with this painting. I am done with this sculpture. Um, having a system of autonomy uh, agency and consent in place for what happens after that is probably the the best thing that we can we can do to to support a real playful environment. And so first the first decision is um, is this something you want to look? A lot of stuff has to dry after mm. they're done creating it, and so it needs to go sit someplace. And so one of the decisions kids need to be able to make um, is 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 this something I even want to save long enough to dry? Yeah, because if process is the main focus, the creating of the painting, the creating of the sculpture might be all there is to it for that child. That's because they've got the valuable part done. So they yeah. might not they might not want it to even dry or save or have their name on. And yeah, so, you know, they've screwed it up and put it in the bin. <laughs> sure, <laughs> go, oh, sure. Okay. And so so, I mean, one of the ways to support that is is being very clear with children at a very young age that. When they, if they don't want it, throw it away anytime yeah. during the process and having, having a, a, a accessible, um, not overflowing trash bin uh, nearby for them to do that in is the, is the first step. And not putting out adult feelings on that because it's sure. kind of like the child who, you know, spends all this time drawing and then, you know, I, and I, look, I know I did it very early on when I first became an educator, you know, you'd watch a child work on something and then they'd cover it with black paint or they'd scribble all over the top of it. And I'd think, no, why? Oh no, they've ruined it. And that's my adult feeling about what they should have done with that thing. You know, like right. I, I'm sitting there watching them, you know, create this artwork and I'm taking note about, you know, the process that they're using and the materials and the way they choose things and, you know, the whole thing. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to display this and I'll be able to write a nice little thing about it or whatever. And then they just go eh, 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 with black paint straight over the top. And there's that part of me that goes, well, shit, that's done. <laughs> like, what was that for? But that's their choice and it's their right to do that. And it might feel, you know, counterintuitive, I suppose, to me if I've worked hard on something to then paint over it or whatever. But if I'm not happy with it or if that's just part of the process, I should be able to do that. And I think as adults, we put our own thoughts and feelings onto children way too much about the whole art process. Sure. And in, in, in that situation, as the adult, we can still do our thing. We can we can still document that, hey, uh, Christy made this beautiful painting and mm -hmm. then she painted it all black because she apparently um, seems to be showing some interest in enveloping schema. And mm -hmm. uh, and and then she decided to throw it away instead of instead of going. And so we still get the documentation moment. Yeah. Um, but we don't we but don't. It wasn't what you know, we thought it would be. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're going to let go of that. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think the other things adults do when it comes to letting kids have that initial choice is is they get we we can get very manipulative. Is oh oh you should save that. Your mommy's going to really want to see that. Mm-hmm. Or or wouldn't wouldn't that's a picture of grandma's house? Maybe grandma would like that for her refrigerator. And we start we start doing this manipulative thing. And 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 look, people, if we want if we want kids to learn about consent, maybe we should respect the choices that they make instead of trying to manipulate them into making different choices, because um, manipulating manipulating people into making um, choices that they don't necessarily want to make. Um, that becomes, oh, I don't know what the, the, I think problematic is the world, the young young people is the word the young people use for that. Um, Well, it becomes, I always say, you know, I think particularly of my youngest child, who's very strong-willed and determined about everything. And particularly as a toddler, you know, I used to say, this will be great when she's a teenager because ain't nobody manipulating her into doing shit. Like (laughs) you are not going to convince her to step out of that she's if she's decided this is how i'm doing it then that's how i'm doing it you've got to accept it and so oh oh, wait you're in for you're in for trouble then because she's (laughs) going to be the one convincing other people to do things probably yes probably um she's definitely got that streak in her so i could see that happening but you know like she if for children to to practice that and to know that it's okay for me to not want to display that and nobody's going to try and talk me into it and nobody's going to make me feel bad about it because you think about it yourself as an adult you know like if, if you do something you create something or whatever do you want it all on display probably not you know there are times when you might but most of the time we don't and you know I think we've got to got to respect those choices from children and and our life gets easier when stuff gets pruned at that that point before it even goes to the drawing yeah. area. Our, our job gets easier because you don't have you you don't have to handle it. You as the yep. adult don't have to manipulate it later on and wonder what to do with it because the kid already made that choice. They made the choice. Yep. And so if they choose, hey, I don't want this. This is garbage. Or hey, I'm going to give it to a friend. Or or hey, I want to save this. Those are the, the I think those are the three basic choices. Um, then it probably goes to some sort of drying area or holding area um, in in most cases. And and so setting up the environment so it's really easy for kids to handle that part of the process. You have some sort of yeah. drying station where things can be be hung or set for 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 drying. Um, and also is, then to have that. The, that next step of that is once it's dry already, you know, whether it's a drawing or whatever, if they've decided, yeah, I actually do want to display it. Having, like I told you about before, that creating that culture where, you know, this is what we do here is knowing that I can go as a child to an educator in that space and say, I want to put this up and to know that that's possible and that I'm supported to do that and you know what that will look like will be different in different spaces for me it's about you know how do we respectfully display children's artwork so whether that's putting them in a frame or you know like it's not just kind of throwing it up on the wall but in some places it will be that the children can go and get blue tack and is it called blue tack over there i i think um i that don't use called, it. Isn't it that's that's a, that's a newfangled thing i'm too old for that we just had tape <laughs> back in my day but yeah that tacky stuff yeah yeah to have a wall where children could actually go and stick it up themselves and it won't look perfect and so while i'm about you know respectfully displaying their artwork 
that is respectful, giving them the choice of how they display it. If they, you know, you might have a one designated spot where they can go and stick it up on the wall. It won't look perfect. They might have little, um, I've seen spots where they've got like little tags that the children can actually write what it is, or they can ask you to write something, you know, mm -hmm. this is Sarah's rainbow or whatever, and you can stick it up with it or, you know, it's, setting up the environment and also the adult interaction so that children know that that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it comes to but writing something done kids, with them rather than done to them. Yeah. Yeah. For them. Yeah. When, when it comes, when it comes to writing on kids stuff, um, I think, you, you know, taking everything and then just scrawling their name across it kind of one defaces their thing. And yeah. I mean, look, it's never, it's, it's very, the likelihood that something a child creates in your child care preschool program is ever going to go on the auction block and sell for millions of dollars is is very small but very small. it's also it's also kind of defacing their thing to just do that mm -hmm. um so some sort of process where um they're free to write on write their name or their squiggle that represents their name if they're very young on their on their own things is is um, a good idea. Being able to have them feel comfortable to come and ask an adult, well, hey, can you put my name on this? Um, is 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 also an option there. But and I, I think you know instead of can you write my name on this, but also having them show you where they yes. want their name written, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and I used to say to children sometimes, especially if you had a lot of children in creating things and quite prolific creators, and by the end of the day, you've got you know, 47 pieces of art on the drying rack and, you know, it becomes a bit overwhelming because then all of a sudden seven children say, no, that's my drawing. Like, that's my artwork. I did that. And it's like, well, you can't have all painted that. Like, it doesn't belong to all of you. So I used to try and, you know, ask children, can I put your name on it? Is there a place that you'd be happy for me to put your name on it? Because I'm a bit concerned that we get them muddled up later in the day. It's the explanation for children. It's not just, you know, I want I want to show you how to write your name or whatever. It's, I, this is why, but you get a choice in where I put it. You know, can, should I put it on the back or should I put it on the front? I could put it in pencil and then you could rub it out later when you take it home or, you know, like lots of options for children. But again, it's around that consent. If someone doesn't want their artwork to have the name on it, then that's okay. And you deal with that later. And, you know, that's part of that negotiation and we work yeah, it out. And and when between three and three and a half, most kids understand that if if you want it to be identified as yours, it needs to have your mark on name. it. Yeah. And uh, that that starts helping them see the value of written language and and you know all that happens on very. I mean, it's it's very subtle, but it's it's valuable. Um, yeah. So stuff stuff goes to the drying rack. It either has a name on it or it doesn't. Um, and then it dries. And then I think they've got the choice again of of is this something. You, you know, you you finished this forty five minutes ago. Um, yeah, it's dry now. It's the end of the day now, or whatever. Is this something you want to you want to display, or is this something you want to take home, or is this something you want to throw away? Yeah. Um, having them go through that that process again um, at at some point when the drying rack is full and like, hey guys, we need to we need to make some room here. However, however it works in your place, but having having another opportunity for them to 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 be the chooser, to be the decider. Yeah um is probably a, a good step and I think knowing that that choice can change at any time so sure. the child who decides they're taking something home might get it home and then decide they really don't want it anymore and so it gets thrown away or the child who decides I want something displayed 
might be happy with it being displayed after a couple of days and then come in and see it there and go, actually, no, I want to take that home. And I've actually heard that before where children have said, oh, that's my painting. I want to take that home and where it's formed part of a display that an educator has created and, you know, really put all this effort into, the educator's like, oh, no, don't take it home yet because it's, you know, part of our display. And it's like, hang on a minute, you know, who's that for then? Like, you know, who did yeah. you display it for? Why did you display it? If they can't then make the choice to change their mind and say, actually, I don't want it displayed now, I want to take it home. Or I don't want it displayed now, I want to put it in the bin. You know, and it's like, again, goes back to that manipulation thing to turn around and go, oh, but it's part of a display and it's with everybody else's. Everyone else has their artwork up there. You know, you don't want to miss out and not have yours up there. And like, yeah, yeah, I do. Right? Yeah, I do. I want to throw it in the bin. <laughs> I, I just told I you I want to miss home. out. I, I'm yeah. choosing to miss out. Please let me miss out. Um, I'm an but, introvert. I like missing out. <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer missing out. Um, so why... Let's let's talk about that for a minute too, because why why do adults get so in? I mean, there are some adults that are very into their their bulletin boards and their display yeah. walls and and how they put this stuff up and 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 again, um, I, I get that need for a creative outlet, and I respect that. But find your own. <laughs> but maybe it's well, well, yeah, maybe maybe your maybe the best choice would be to let the kids create their own displays and you mm. use your creative outlets as an adult, some, someplace else. Somewhere else. Um, because look there, they, they look cutesy, I guess. Um, and, and look, some people come up with some very creative stuff. Some people steal some very creative stuff on, on Pinterest and Instagram, which is what those platforms are for. So I'm not, that's not a judgment. That's just the way it happens. Yeah. Um, but, but what it seems there, there's a lot of time and energy and adult effort that's put into those displays that maybe doesn't have to be because, yeah. um, how is the learning environment, the play environment better for the kids when adults are putting all kinds of time and energy into those displays. And I think it's like, what's your intention for the display? Like, is it to share with families? Is it to make learning visible? You know, the things that we see, the process, the story behind the artworks or whatever, is it is that our intention is to make it visible? Okay, that's one intention. Is it that we want children to revisit it? If that's the case, then stop putting it, you know, two and a half metres off the floor where children can't see it or can't touch sure. it because they might pull it off, you know? Like, what's the intention of displaying it? Is it to make our space look prettier? You know, like, what's... I think it's about getting real with what the intention is. And, you know, I'm all for, you know, our spaces being beautiful spaces. I have no issue with that. But I think there can be other ways that we do that and we can do that in consultation with children, you know? Like, some children will be more than happy to have... I know... Uh, Many years ago, we actually did um, an art exhibition at a gallery with our children, and we'd been visiting the art gallery for a while. Actually, it was done at the local library, but it was set up as an art exhibition, and we'd been visiting art galleries, and so our children were really keen to have their work displayed like it was in an art gallery, and there was a whole, it was a long-term project and whatever. That was a different story to the stuff that we, you know, stick up on the walls or hang from the ceiling or whatever. Like, it was a really different context and I think that's it it's about being thoughtful as to why why are we even displaying it in the first place and who is choosing to display it and how much time are we spending on it because god knows we don't have enough time so 
you know, to then spend lots of time creating these displays and then, you know, particularly if children haven't been involved in that. And I've, I mean, I've seen displays before too where children will say, oh, I think my painting's up there, but I don't know. And they can't even tell which one's theirs. So it's like, yeah. how invested were they in that? You know, they and, might have been and, and I mean, part of that goes back to the but... fact that they're focusing on the process. Yeah. And, and not that finished Less thing. about that finished product. And so they can't even remember which finished product is theirs. Yeah. So, I, and, I, and I think we can do a lot of those things, documenting things and making learning visible and, and having things look pretty, um, well respecting the, the kids being the doers of most of those things. Yeah. Um, it might mean a shift in our aesthetics. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of like the aesthetics of stuff kids slapped up on the wall by themselves. Yeah, I, I like I like the rough around the edges look. I don't I I, I prefer that to the the finished um, yeah. look. And and a, a lot of adults will go to the extremes of they'll they'll trim around the edges to to get the right shape and all that kind of kids. And again, that's kind of defacing their defacing. their product. And 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 look, I know I look. Part of me thinks, well, I sound like a for for a real. Oh, I'm just cutting. I'm just rounding the edges to make it look prettier. Um, I'm not defacing, but but really, that's kind of yeah. what we're. It's kind of what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, and, it and, is. And absolutely. Look, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. It's being able to say, I did that and learn yeah. from it and go, hang on a minute. Would I do it differently now? You know, I think that's why even when you said at the start that we've covered this topic before, I think it's okay to revisit those things because I would sure. hope that in the 200 plus episodes, you know, not that I've recorded all of those, but you have, but, you know, in those 200 plus episodes that our ideas might have changed or that we've had new thoughts or new reflections or new perspectives like i would like to think that it has changed well maybe maybe somebody will go back and listen to that other episode and let us know um maybe. If you, listeners if you do that go over to myplayhaven.com and let me know if uh how 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 things have changed and our and our take on these um and so that documenting the learning bit um how how far do we go with this consent thing with that, do we do we ask kids if we can uh, we can post documentation about their thing? Do we ask them if we can take pictures of it to put on the on the Instagram feed or send out to the yeah. uh, mass mail to parents? Where what, what's do. going on there? Do we? We do. I'm a big fan of that. Like I get that there are you know there are some notes and things that we might need to take you know around development or you know like there are some records that we might need to keep as educators, it's the same as your doctor. Your doctor keeps notes about you and, you know, you might not like it necessarily, but they're also then not sharing it with other people, you know, like that information <laughs> kept confidential. Gosh, you hope so, don't you? But, you know, when it comes to children and like taking their photos is a big one, you know, if, and I think we need to model that from a really early age while you know a six-month-old might not be able to give their consent to having their photo taken then we should probably accept that I really shouldn't post their photo on social media because they haven't been able to give that consent whereas you know a four-year-old or a five-year-old is much you're much more able to say I'm taking your photo because you know, I want to put it in a special bit of information for your family or because I want to show, you know, how we do blah, blah, blah. Is that okay or is that not okay? Or, you know, if you don't want to interrupt the play, you might take the photo, but then you might ask the child about it later and show them, you know, digital technology. You can actually show them and say, look, this is the photo I took of you. 
are you happy with me taking that photo or do you want me to delete that photo? Or, you know, like I think there's, look, you can go so deep into that rabbit hole, but I just think there is a lot of room for, you know, modelling that that idea of consent. And we know as adults, you know, <laughs> Tasha and I say it to each other all the time, we really need to vet photos. Like if, you know, <laughs> she took a photo the other day of the two of us while we were um, away at a conference is the worst photo of me I've ever seen and she posted it on her own Instagram not on our inspired EC one so it's a little bit more hidden but you know I laughed about it afterwards because I'm like oh my gosh that's the worst photo and if she'd have said should I post this I probably would have said fuck no no. but instead I was like you know what it's out there and yes I am pulling the weirdest face but it was actually a funny photo you know like you could tell we were having a good time we were laughing and whatever so I'm like I can live with that but I think we do need to model consent and you know show that that's that children have a choice in what's shared about them or what's captured about them would you be willing to recreate that face for me right now since I don't I even going... like it. it was like very like oh yeah that was a <laughs> yeah okay yeah. so she was doing something I think she had her her phone on like she was trying to take a photo but it was still on selfie mode and on a timer and so you see her laughing as oh. she's realized it's still on a timer on selfie mode instead of taking a photo forward and then me <laughs> in the background going like what are you doing with this very bizarre face so it's uh, very that Whatever. That sounds great. Someplace else I wanted to get in for just a couple minutes is um, that the, the, the fact that the art area isn't the only way, only place kids are creating in, yes. in our programs. And so involving them in documenting and displaying or not those other creations is yep. something that we we maybe want to look at having having some way of documenting the block structures and the the mud sculptures and the the loose parts creations and the tinkering area or the uh, the thing they built with the the loose part tires and cable spools in the playground if yeah. if they're if they're interested in if that I want to do that yeah um because because a lot of times they're they're just again when it's all about the process they're so focused on the the doing of the thing that 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 documentation piece doesn't enter their minds um until it does and so having a a classroom camera whether it's an old cell phone that's you've just got the camera working on it that they can document pictures then you can you can access them and print them if they want them printed and that kind of stuff is is maybe something something worth considering because yeah um well you can't save yeah well you can't save all those things to show to show uh dad when he comes to pick you up being able to to snap a picture is is a is a nice alternative i think yeah absolutely yeah we used to try and save things as much as we could for when families would come in the afternoon so if someone had done you know this big block tower or whatever they might fence it off and you know put up some signs and stuff to leave it and you know sometimes we had to put signs up for the cleaners to say please vacuum around this thing because this is a work in progress or it's something that we're you know choosing to keep on display or whatever but I think yeah giving children options within that and to know that they can go and say oh can I take a photo of this that I'm working on right now you know like that again comes back to building a culture where children know that it's okay to ask those questions and that they'll be provided with what they need to be able to facilitate that yeah and 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 you you touched on it displaying letting kids display their own art 
either means the art gets displayed lower on the walls mm-hmm. or it means you have a have, have a three or four step step stool and you allow kids to get the step stool or the ladder out and hang their stuff higher on the walls. Yeah. Um, or um, you have an environment where they can come over and ask you to do it for them if they want it way up high. Um, yeah. And if but- you're displaying stuff up high, then how are they engaging with that later? How are they able to say to a friend, come and look at my thing? Or, you know, when grandma arrives to pick them up to be able to come and say, look, here's my thing on the wall. I've displayed it. When it's up high, they miss it, you know, especially if they've not been involved in the process of putting it up there. If they've been involved and have stood on a ladder and hung it up, then, of course, they're going to be able to, yeah, come and have a look at this thing. But yeah, sure. And if if you get if you get really really open ended about that, you might end up with uh, with things stuck on the ceiling, and, and 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 everybody needs to lay down on the floor to look at it. Um, yeah. And there are there are plenty of kids that would be just overjoyed for that process, the process of putting their artwork on the ceiling, but also the process of hey, mom, you have to lay down on the floor to see That's what why I painted. I have to look at it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and uh, for for kids that are that are uh, delving into uh, things like orientation schema, where they or, or positioning schema, there I mean those are those are learning opportunities. Those are ways Absolutely. to explore the world. And so, um, being able to be that flexible might be something worth considering. It's, it's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes, but it, sure. it could be could be fun. And, yeah. I, and I think the other thing about displaying, if you're in a mixed age setting, like if you're in a in a family child care, a home based program, when you got the younger kids, um, helping the older ones understand that if you hang that low, you're going to be able to see it. But that little person over there who's got very little we'll self control is <laughs> also going to be able to get a hold of it. So, yeah. you know, but but there's 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 learning, there's learning in that development in that as well. So, I, I think you know, just putting it all up high to prevent the frustration and annoyance that might come with having your painting ripped off the wall. Um, that might, I mean, you might be taking away a learning opportunity. Absolutely. Um, but also a headache. I get, I, get, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know exactly where I am on that, but um, more flexible, more agency, more power, and more control for the kids is usually where I fall on most of this stuff. Um, I think we if we didn't cover it different, if we didn't cover, if we, if we talked about the same things, we talked about them differently this time, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Anything else before we wrap this up? No, that's all. Hey, listeners, you can join me for happy hour, fourth Tuesday of the month, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, USA. There's a link in the show notes. You can also go to myplayhaven.com if you want to engage with uh, other like-minded early learning people. I'm posting articles and having conversations over there. Uh, A while back, Sam wanted pictures of people's dogs. So people have been uh, uh, posting pictures of their dogs over there. Um, That's kind of weird, but... Also, also, I think I've got the best looking dogs. Um, there's people. I don't know. Just, well, I haven't seen a picture yet. Wait, hold tight. Let's see if I can. Hold on. Yeah. This is um, this is great pod for everybody else. Yeah. We. I have a no. sleeping dog. Oh, I think last time I saw him, he was a very little puppy. <laughs> me on the computer. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Listeners, he, he lifted up his head. 
looked, looked at the camera for a minute, kind of kind of gave me a, a hey guy, what's happening? And then flopped his head down. It was delightful. Um, so um, oh, we're ending the show. That's what we're doing. Uh, longest running and most prolific early learning podcast that cares about how you display your art. This is the way we display ours. Um, podcasts, an art form. Okay. Maybe not really the way we do it. Um, <laughs> this is this is kind of shit. But uh, there are some podcasts that are really really uh, bordering on being art. So uh, I don't know why you're listening to this show instead of one of them. I guess. Um, this is amazing. Yeah, I appreciate it though. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Back soon. Bye bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.